did not refuse to look at women. Right. Jesus mm. chose to truly see women. Mm. I love that. Man, that's, that's heavy. heavy. That's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy. Mm-hmm. That yeah, let heavy. that soak in for a second. Mm-hmm. That's good. Wow. That is good. Wow. And when we treat women like we are inherently dangerous, you're treating women just as objects, mm. not as people to Come see on. and to know. Yes. You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. How are you? I'm good. Very excited today. Yes. And um, <laughs> I'm, I am too, but I'm going to let you talk about why we're excited. I'll let you collectively talk about why we're excited. We have a great guest. Phenomenal. Indeed. Who do we have? Today we are talking to, and I hope I don't botch up the last name, <laughs> Sheila Ray Gregoire. She is one of my favorites. And she is the fabulous face behind the To Love, Honor, and Vacuum blog, which is doing amazingly well, has been for years. She is the sought-after speaker. She is an award-winning author of nine books, including The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex and her most recent book, The Great Sex Rescue. Sheila Ray Gregoire, we're so Happy that you and honored that you are here with us. Did I say your last name correctly? You did such a good job. Most people butcher it. You actually nailed it. That was wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Good stuff. We really appreciate having you. And we're definitely, we definitely want to get into the new book. Yes. Um, in, in a little while. I mean, honestly, for those of you that are listening, first of all, for those of you that are listening, if you don't know who this person is. You've then, been living under yeah, a rock. I, I don't know you where where you're living at right now because she is everywhere. Um, you hear her name all over as it relates to marriage and family, as it relates to sexuality, particularly these days. Right, right. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get into that a little bit. I've, we've been seeing a lot of posts, and and a lot of folk have a lot of things to say <laughs> as it relates mm-hmm. to the great uh, sex rescue. But let's go back to the beginning. Right. Um, Sheila is, like I said, all over the place, podcasts with thousands of downloads, mm, thousands upon mm. thousands of downloads. A week. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's go all Phenomenal. the way back. Mm-hmm. What was the journey? Like, what was the motivation? What was the, the inspiration? Motivation. When did yeah. you feel called? How did that process happen? <clears throat> I don't know that I ever felt called until I was in the middle of it. Okay. It was one of those things that looking back, you can see God's hand, but at the time, not really. Like when my children were very small, I just wanted to do something while they were napping. Mm-hmm. And in those days, there were still magazines. And so I started writing magazine articles when they were really small. And then I had a few small books published when they were very small. And then I was started to speak and I wanted to get more books published, but someone said I had to have a platform. I didn't even know what that meant, but basically <laughs> it just means people have to know who you are. Yeah. 
So 2008, I decided to start blogging and I didn't know what I was doing and I did it really badly. Um, and then I did find though that every time I talked about sex, my traffic grew. Mm. It was like people wanted to talk about sex. You know, I guess that shouldn't have been surprising, but I just kind of thought, well, maybe there's something there. So <laughs> I started writing more about sex. 2012, The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex was published. And then my blog kind of became only about sex or not only, but predominantly. Mm -hmm. And it's really grown since then. And now I can see how God put me exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, we've just finished a, a, the largest survey that's ever been done of Christian women, 20,000 Christian women talking about their sex lives, trying mm -hmm. to get to the bottom of what's going on. Um, and I've learned more about this subject than I ever thought I would know. <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing because this was the hardest part of my marriage when I first got married. It's not mm -hmm. like this has always been easy for me. Mm -hmm. um, when we started out, getting married, I had vaginismus, which is a sexual dysfunction disorder where mm -hmm. sex is really painful. Mm -hmm. um, it took several years to get over that. We just, we really struggled. And maybe, and now looking back, I can say, well, maybe the reason we struggled was so that I would have something to say. Yeah. So that I'd be able to relate to people who were struggling in this area too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting because we hear that often, right? Mm -hmm. That the purpose, someone's purpose is very birthed, birthed often, out of pain. Yep, birthed out of mm -hmm. some some mm -hmm. level of pain in that same area. And yeah. so to hear you say that, yeah, I, I I get it, man. That's that's awesome. So it kind of you just kind of fell into it. Just yeah. Nobody <laughs> plans to be the Christian sex lady. Like nobody says, you know what I want to be when right, I grow right, up. Right. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that's great. That is true, <laughs> man. So so okay so. It kind of organically moved in that direction. And then um, obviously, you know, more books came and that kind of thing. And so just kind of talk about just I'm going to I'm actually going to throw in something extra right here. OK, for for the for the book writers. Right. So this is me. So those of you who are listening, if you're if you're about to write a book, then, you know, go ahead and listen. But this is really just a question just for me. So for the book writers, what is your what's your process? I know it's that's, you know, mm -hmm. a very loaded question. But in a nutshell, what's does something come to you first or do you you speak somewhere and you're like, oh, that's that would be a great book. Or how, mm -hmm. how does that work? It usually the idea comes first mm -hmm. and, and there's usually some big idea that I can grab onto. Um, I think my process has changed over the last few years because what I've realized is that my early books were really based on my own thoughts and my own experiences mm -hmm. and they were good. I'm not saying they weren't good, but as I've grown, I've realized that there's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And so now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look a lot more at the research because mm -hmm. I, you gotcha. know, I left out some important things that I just didn't even consider. Yeah. I, when I started my blog, I always talked about the guy wanting sex more than the woman does because that was my experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't know any different, right? right? But then I started hearing from women who were saying, well, I'm the one with the higher sex drive. Mm -hmm. And when I did my survey, yep. 19% of women have the higher sex drive, 23% it's shared. It's only 58% that he has the higher sex drive, wow. but almost all books are written like he has the higher sex drive. That's so I've just realized it's great to have your own stories there. But what I really want to call Christians to do is to actually look at studies and, and, 
and think outside our own experience mm-hmm. and and really write stuff that that we know is I don't know if scientific's the right word, but we just know the research is there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that I makes sense. That. Yeah. Honestly, that makes sense because you know when you do the surveys, then you know that whatever you're going to write about is relatable. People can relate to that mm-hmm. because the surveys are their answers or their experiences. Mm-hmm. So naturally, the book is going to do well because it's what people want mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the information that people need. Yeah, that, that makes that, a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. And I appreciate that you put that level of work into it as mm-hmm. it relates to, you know, mm-hmm. gathering the metrics and, and and the statistics around that because when you th- you're you're absolutely right. Most material is written from a one-sided perspective. It is. Yeah. And very well, now that I'm now that I hear you say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, that could very well be based on somebody's experience. Right. Based on what we feel like is the the stereotypical, mm-hmm. you know, generalization around sexuality, yeah. But there's no metrics behind it. Mm-hmm. There's no data behind it. So I appreciate that, That's man. To, to hear that, nineteen percent of women, yeah, have the higher sex drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said twenty three mm-hmm. is shared. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. that's awesome because what that what that allows people to do, which is, and we'll get into the that book, you know, that's that's buzzing right now. <laughs> but what it allows people to do really is kind of look at themselves and and what you what you said, be able to relate to something, yes, as opposed to always looking at something or reading something, and they're like, well, that doesn't apply to me, so you know, yep. what am I going to do? Yep, kind of thing. Yep. So, man, that's awesome. Phenom- that phenomenal. Is, that's awesome. That's like awesome. That. So. I'm going to pick through, I told my wife I was I was going to be selfish in this interview, so I'm, I'm going to pick through a couple of things that that um, just I would like to hear about, if you sure. don't mind. Um, and, and one of those is um, the book, The Nine Thoughts mm-hmm. That Can Change Your Marriage. Yep. I think I said that right. Now, what I love, right, is that there's... Uh, a number attached. So I'm not obviously going to ask you for all nine because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. of you who are listening, we're not, we're definitely not giving you that. You got to go buy mm-hmm. it right. <laughs> to get mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But if you wouldn't mind, can you share two that maybe stand out to you? I can. So the first four are really about checking your own heart, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that you're on the right, you're, you're, you're tracking with Jesus, mm-hmm. your heart's in the right place, you know, and then there's three that are on conflict and there's two that are just on building your relationship. But I think number one is really important, which is your spouse is your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound weird, but you know, the parable of um, the, the, the good Samaritan, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jesus says, like, who was the neighbor? Mm-hmm. And it was the the guy who helped him. Yeah. And we often think that that what Jesus is trying to say is that we should be nice to everybody, even those who are far away from us, and even those that we don't necessarily relate to as easily, et cetera, et cetera. We should treat them with love and kindness, which is true mm-hmm. for sure. But how easy is it to like go into work and bring a coffee for your coworker <laughs> and be nice to you? It's not that difficult, right? Mm-hmm. But bringing a coffee to your spouse in the morning when they've been <laughs> grumpy, that's a lot more difficult because you can think of all the reasons they don't deserve it. Yeah. 
you know, because <laughs> the closer you are to someone, the more you can think of all the reasons they don't deserve you to be nice to them. <laughs> Whereas when you don't really know someone, yeah, you actually could think of lots of reasons to be nice to them because we just want a nicer world. And so what I'm trying to encourage us to say is, hey, you know, my spouse is my neighbor. They are the first person that I should be kind to because wow. <laughs> often it is most the most difficult to be kind to the people closest to us, not the people the furthest away from us. That's very true because you know them more intimately and you know all of their mm -hmm. ins and outs and the irritating things that get under your skin. You don't yeah. want to be nice to someone that gets under your skin all the yeah. time or mm -hmm. to you. I love that concept. Yeah. I really do because it's it's something that's simple but is transformational mm -hmm. as it relates yeah. to your mindset and your your outlook, the lens mm -hmm. that you look through as it relates to how you deal with your spouse because often that's where we go. Yeah. Right? Yep. We immediately go to the negative, looking through the negative lens because we have all the dirt. Yeah. Right. Yep. And because we know, oh, yep. well, this person did this or said that, I'm not messing with them today. Mm -hmm. But shifting, mm -hmm. which is a word that's been used a lot lately, <laughs> shifting your focus and changing your mindset, something we've talked about before, changing your mindset in little ways like that to just mm -hmm. say something to yourself like, hey, my spouse is my neighbor. Yeah. Very good. And and taking it from that approach. Yeah. Man, that's great. Yeah, okay. Very good. That's good. Yeah. Can we get one more? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. So here's think win-win. All right. Now mm -hmm. I want you let's say that let's say that you and you two are in a conflict. Mm -hmm. All right. And here's the conflict. So one of you thinks you need to buy a house because mm -hmm. you know it's the right time to buy. You've got a down payment and we just can't put this off anymore. And the other one's thinking, I am way too busy right now. I have too much on my plate with the kids. I, I'm just stressed out of the out of my gourd. There's no possible way I can think about moving right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's not that I don't want to buy a house. I just, I, I just can't think about it right now. Mm -hmm. What's the issue? We're not on the same page. Yeah. And normally when you're fighting about that, you're fighting about, should we buy a house? Right. Right. As soon as you phrase it that way, hmm. one person is going to win and one person's going to lose. Yeah. And so you're fighting about who is right. Right. And, and whose way is going to triumph. Mm -hmm. And so what I suggest couples do is forget that completely and instead say, what is it that I most need right now? Mm. You know, and one of you might say, I need to feel like we're financially secure. I need to feel like we're being responsible with our family. I need to feel like, you know, we're taking care of ourselves. And the other person might feel, I just need some help. Mm. <laughs> like I need to not be so stressed. Yeah. Right? And when you put those two needs down on a piece of paper, you can start brainstorming how we can meet those needs. Like there might be ways that you can help this person not be stressed. And there might be ways where you can be financially responsible that don't involve buying a house or that do involve buying a house. But we we take that bigger issue off the table mm -hmm. and we say, what is it that we both need right now? Mm. Very because good. both of you need something. Yeah. Yeah. And when you discuss your needs rather than who's going to win and who's right and who's wrong, then we can get somewhere. And mm -hmm. often when you brainstorm, you think of something you didn't even think of before and you don't even think about the house. You end up, yeah. you know, hiring a housekeeper and getting a different job or I don't know what it is, yeah. but right. <laughs> right. life yeah. is just better. Yes. You're right. And that that that's that's true yeah. because it's almost like that 
you're standing on your position, right? Mm-hmm. And your position is we need a house. Right. But the interest in that or what as you, as you peel the layers back, you realize, well, I I'm trying to the goal is that I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to invest or I'm trying to build something financially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for our family. And and what I hear you saying is that once you take that big thing away or once you step off of that position, mm-hmm. it allows you the room now to see what the real underliers are mm-hmm. as it relates yeah, to what your I needs are. I love that are. you said position because it's the difference between position-based arguing and needs-based, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And when you tell what your needs are, you actually get vulnerable, which is going to build intimacy, yep. and that's all a good thing too. Yes. Wow. Yep. I love that. So listen, those of you who are who are listening, I'm not asking for any more, right? Because mm-hmm. what you're going to have to do is get you, you already got a taste, right? And both of them were phenomenal and life-changing if you mm-hmm. put them into practice yeah. after listening to this episode. So imagine if you get the other seven. So yeah. you got to go get that book. Mm-hmm. Got to. So let's, let's, uh, let's dig in a little bit to what's happening today. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other stuff I want to ask you too, but let's dig into what's happening today. So you did a survey, right? And it was called the Bear Marriage Survey. Yeah, the Bear Marriage Study surveyed twenty thousand women. <laughs> wow. So let I'm gonna allow you to kind of walk through, like talk about that a little bit and where that led you to. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. those of you who are listening, she has not nine books, right? Is it nine? Yeah. Nine now? So yeah. so yeah. you mm-hmm. basically by listening to Sheila, you can build your library. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically, <laughs> after today, you can build a library. So yeah. talk about that and where that led to, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, so I had been writing about sex and marriage for years. Um, I blog in every day. You know, I've, I think I've got like 3,000 blog posts. It's ridiculous at this point. Like, you know, <laughs> I've just been putting out great content, good books, good courses, everything. Um, and about two years ago, my team and I sat down and we realized that no matter how much good content we put out there, people are still having a lot of the same issues. Mm-hmm. And we were asking ourselves, maybe it's not enough to teach good stuff. Maybe what we need to do is figure out if there's something rotten in our foundation Mm. and Mm. deal with the foundation. Hmm. You know, like in Ecclesiastes, it says that there's time to scatter stones. There's time to gather stones together. Mm -hmm. And maybe we need to scatter some stones so that we can gather things back up and build (laughs) on a healthier foundation. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to, figure out what is actually affecting women's marital and sexual satisfaction. And we started with women. We have since surveyed men too. So we are going to have a book on men coming out next year, but we started with women because of what we call the orgasm gap. Mm -hmm. All right. So 95% of men almost always or always reach orgasm Mm -hmm. during a sexual encounter, but only about 48% of women do. Oh, that's a big gap. Yeah, that's a big gap. And if you talk to most couples, not all remember, 19% of women have the higher sex drive. But if you talk to like the biggest complaint that people have about their sex life is that she doesn't want it enough. Mm, Right. So we thought if we can solve the orgasm gap, (laughs) we can probably solve the biggest problem. Not all of them, Mm -hmm. but the biggest problem. (laughs) So let's deal with that. So we asked women about their marital and sexual satisfaction. And then we asked them whether they had been taught and whether they believed a whole bunch of what we called evangelical sex and marriage teachings, not necessarily Christian teachings or Mm -hmm. biblical teachings, Mm -hmm. but just things that are in our evangelical culture. Mm -hmm. 
And we looked at those and we said, okay, are there any things that really wreck women's sex drives and women's orgasm rates? And there are. And so we figured out what's rotten in the foundation hmm. so that we can start rebuilding. Mm. I like I like that. And Very and good. for those of you who are not familiar with Sheila, that survey, and correct me if I'm wrong, led into what is your most recent book, mm-hmm. which is The Great Sex Escape. Rescue. Great, great rescue. Sex Rescue. 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 Yeah, why not? Why not think escape? I love I the Great Escape too. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, that's right. maybe that's where I was going. The the Great Sex, sex Rescue, rescue. Yeah. and that's the book that it led to, which is again, if you're not following her, it is buzzing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah I mean, it that. is buzzing, 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 buzzing. And so, talk about why it's getting some of the reactions and some of the. I'll call yeah. it. Let's call it controversy. Some of the things that are yeah. kind of spinning up. It is. I've I've seen some folk really fire back at you and yeah. on social media and yep. talk talk about why it, it's it's drumming that up. Well, because what we did was we said, okay, are there certain evangelical teachings that hurt? And we measured all kinds. Not all of them hurt, but there were some that really did. Mm-hmm. And then once we figured out which ones did, we um, read thirteen of the best selling evangelical sex and marriage books. And we saw which one spread the message. And we Mm. found quotes from these books. And so what we found is that some of the most popular books are actually the most harmful. Wow. And Mm. we've been talking about that quite loudly. So just as an example, um, one of the most harmful beliefs that women can hear is all men struggle with lust. It's every man's battle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So teaching women. I actually read that book Mm -hmm. years ago. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Teaching women that all men struggle with lust. It's every man's battle causes women not to trust their husbands. It mm. causes women to not be as aroused during sex, to be more likely to experience sexual pain, more likely to have sex only because they feel like they have to, um, all kinds of really bad stuff. Okay. Mm. Lots and lots and lots yeah. of bad stuff. Yeah. Um, but there are huge books that are written that spread this message. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we, we quote liberally from them. Every man's battle does um, for women only talks a lot about men's visual nature and how men are constantly struggling with this temptation um, not to take in women visually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we try to do in the book is say, okay, look, there is an underlying truth here, but we can talk about the truth in a healthy way rather than an unhealthy way. Yeah. So yeah, instead yeah. of saying all men struggle with lust, it's every man's battle. We can say many people struggle with lust. <laughs> right. Often men more than women, but many women too. Um, but it is not a battle that you can't win. Mm-hmm. With the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, you can get over it. And the way to stop lust is to learn to treat other people as image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. I like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. That's... You know, because what what the way that we do, the way that we fight lust, according to every man's battle, is you bounce your eyes so you stop looking at women. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not refuse to look at women. Right. Jesus mm. chose to truly see women. Mm. I love that. Man, that's, that's heavy. heavy. That's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy. Mm-hmm. That yeah, let heavy. that soak in for a second. Mm-hmm. That's good. Wow. That is good. Wow. And when we treat women like we are inherently dangerous, you're treating women just as objects, mm. not as people to Come see on. and to know. Yes. And that's why women feel so much shame and why women feel like sex is such a dirty, gross thing, because we've objectified them. When my daughter was 11, 
Her Sunday school teacher told her she had to stop wearing V-necks because now she was developing and the adult men would look at her. Wow. Now, I couldn't get that girl to go to church with me for like six weeks after that. Because <laughs> she was thing. all paranoid that all the men would be staring at her Aww. chest. 11 years old. Yeah. Yes. And that's a normal message that we give to our girls. It is. It is. It is. You're right. And Damn, I, I right. love that you said that, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but that you said that, you know, the Holy Spirit can fix anything. And the way that some of these books are worded, it's like, well, men, this is how they are. You just got to deal with it. Can't do nothing right. about it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is how they are. So women, you got to help them out because this, right. this, yeah. women got to adapt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't do nothing yeah. about it. Well- Last I read, the blood covers everything. Jesus' blood (laughs) covers everything. There's nothing that it cannot fix. The battle for sin was won on the cross. Jesus won it on the cross. It is not up to women to win it in the bedroom. (sighs) Listen. Woo. Uh, say that say that one more oh time. My one more time. That's worth that's (laughs) worth a a repeat. Sin was won by Jesus on the cross. It is not up to women to win it in the bedroom. Mm. Good night. I think we can actually shut it down here, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That, I got to go make an Instagram graphic that, out of that. I'm about that to say, is. that is good. Gold. You need to make an Instagram out of that. Wow. Mm. That's, mm. that's, yeah. I just had to sit with that for a second. Yeah. Because that is exactly what happens, what you said. Mm-hmm. We have been conditioned mm-hmm. yeah. that certain things are just going to be how they are. Yeah. Yeah. And either you got to accept it. Or you don't. And it's yeah. not like that. Mm-mm-mm. It's not like that. And what's crazy is, right, the message that you are giving in this book, it's it's incredible how ingrained the other way is mm-hmm. in so many of us. It is ingrained. And for generations. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's ingrained. It's ingrained. And and it's coming out in like for those of you who are listening, what if mm. like I said, if you haven't heard haven't heard of Sheila before, look her up, look at some of the conversations that are happening after some of her posts and how people are just like crucifying this thing because we are, that's so ingrained in us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to think the way that we've always thought. And, And you are giving, again, this word just rings throughout everything that you're saying, fresh perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving perspective that is freeing. You're giving perspective yeah. that is life-changing, transformational, mm-hmm. that can revolutionize people's marriages and sex lives yeah. mm-hmm. by changing their mentality and shifting their focus in, in regard to how they look at this, man. Mm-hmm. And that is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, really I phenomenal. love it. Phenomenal. I love it. I yeah. love it. So let me go back a little bit because I know we jumped into the, the great uh, sex rescue I keep thinking escape when I say that. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm so upset that at, at the time of this re- recording, I don't have my book. But by the time it airs, I will have it. And we'll have probably been halfway through it by that time. But let me go back a little bit, right? Because you have so much phenomenal material, right? This this interview could be, you know, a day long. Mm-hmm. You have so much phenomenal material. I want to go back a little bit. You did something where you were talking to families and talking about how to have these kind of conversations with your kids and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we're really big on conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just want to touch on that a little bit because I know that that's such a 
big elephant in the room yeah. for a lot of families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we, because sometimes we don't even know how yeah. to have a conversation about it, let alone how to transfer that to, in a, translate that in a way that's healthy for our kids. So yeah. talk a little bit about how, as parents, we can approach that mm-hmm. subject in a way that's healthy, in a way that's wholesome, and in a way that does not continue to give them the same messages that we're trying to get away from yeah. in the book that you yeah. just wrote. Yeah, good. Well, the biggest thing is just to realize it's okay to be awkward. Kids don't care if you're awkward. Mm-hmm. I think parents think I can't, I'm not supposed to talk about this until, unless I can be totally chill about it. Mm-hmm. If you're awkward, that's all right. But kids just still want you to try. Yeah. And so we need to, we we need to give ourselves a bit of grace there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we did, my girls and I, um, my girls are, are 26 and 23 now. And a couple of years ago, um, we were just laughing at what a terrible job I did with them around <laughs> puberty. My youngest daughter, especially was like, you never taught me how to shave and all, like all this terrible stuff, you know? Um, and, and I was saying, well, what would you rather that I have said? And they came up with all these things they would rather that I had said. And mm-hmm. so we ended up creating a video course where my girls actually talk to the girls. So, oh, you know, so my at the time they were 20 and 22 and telling what sex is, what your period is, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, what, what boys go through, what an erection is, et cetera. But you're hearing it from girls who are really pretty and fun and that whole bit. And then, um, a, a year or so later, we created a boys version um, uh, with some with some guys, their husbands, plus uh, Sheldon Neal, who's a television um, personality out of Toronto. And it was just really fun because because then the kids can hear about it from people who are they're older, but they're not parents older. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, right. so they've gone through it, but they're not parents. And then we have discussion questions and stuff. So it's kind of like, it's a resource. It's not a replacement. It just helps you start the conversation so mm-hmm. that you can finish it. Nice. I love it. I love it. And I love that you're doing yeah. those kinds of things and helping, helping families to be able to, to start that because that's important, Very right? Important. And it's mm-hmm. so important now, especially based on what we're hearing uh, in your new book mm-hmm. and how this level of thinking that has been detrimental to mm-hmm. so many households for years, mm-hmm. it's important that you're helping families craft that conversation in a way that will help to reverse that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so that's why I really wanted to touch on that because I know yeah. that that's so important in reversing some of the damage that has been done, right? We don't want to pass yeah. on these same uh, ideologies and, and and have our kids, you know, deal with those same things in their relationships right. as well. So, yeah, yeah that's good. Mm-hmm. I I I love it, man. Right. I um very great. Man, Sheila, if only we could just keep you for like <laughs> the entire night. That would that would, yeah. that would be so awesome. But I oh. I know we're we're not going to do that. I do want to. I, we're going to turn a corner. We're going to play a really quick game with you. But okay. But before we do that, before we play a qu- quick game with you, I'm gonna I'm going back one more time, if you allow okay. me, one more time. So your first book was thirty one. Um, um, my yeah, my good girls guide. Ones, the good girls guide to great sex right. and thirty one days to great sex are are the more recent ones, just about sex. And then the great sex rescue is the one that was just released. Mm-hmm. So good girls I'm, guide. That was mm-hmm. the first one, right? I remember my that. My first big one, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that. I bought that way back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good Girl's Guide. Um, I want you to give a trade secret 
to mm-hmm. the wives, but I also want you to give a trade secret to the husbands that maybe ties some somewhat back to that first book. Well, I mean, I think this is probably a thread that goes through all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we really discovered the importance of this doing our survey. But here we go. When you get married, our emphasis is on let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like let's have sex. Mm-hmm. And you get you want to get right to the deed. Mm-hmm. And we think that the important thing is learning how to have sex properly. Mm. But if I could suggest a major rethink, the most important thing that you can learn when you first get married in terms of how to make sex work well is not how to do sex right, but instead how to get her aroused. Mm, Focus on the arousal piece, Mm -hmm. not on intercourse, because if you focus on the arousal piece, everything else is going to fall into place. But if you don't focus on the arousal piece, it can be very difficult to go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if you do find yourself, you've been married 10 years, you've never figured out the arousal piece, you can still do it. (laughs) But you got to go back to square one Mm -hmm. and you got to figure out what actually arouses her because Mm -hmm. often we skip major steps and then we can't figure out why sex doesn't work. Wow. That's good. That's good. Very that's good. good. And that's mm-hmm. that that's that's for the couple. Like that's a trade secret for both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, mm-hmm. common common theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Changing your mindset. Mm-hmm. Changing yeah. your perspective as it relates to how you do things. And and often you're speaking from a, a guy's point of view, there is often that kind of selfishness, even if we don't really mean to be that way on purpose. Mm-hmm. That that selfishness, and maybe you could give it a better word, but that that um, wants you to jump straight to intercourse, mm-hmm. and wants you to jump straight to to the, the Big Bang theory, if you want to yeah. if you want to yeah. call it that. But but not taking the time to really go through the mm-hmm. the, the steps and the process. Mm-hmm. There is there's other things involved. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. other emotions. There's other elements. There's other things that sometimes get ignored. And then we get frustrated when it's not things are not going right. Mm-hmm. When we you know why we think things. women take a long time to reach orgasm? Why? Because men reach it so quickly. Right. If men took 45 minutes, we would think women were lightning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's only Good a point. comparison thing. And Good God point. made yeah. women's bodies this way. And God did not put the clitoris up the vagina. He put it outside, yeah. <laughs> which means that guys, you got to take some time take some just time. serving her in ways that aren't just intercourse. Yeah. That's, That's the way God made the body. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So those of you who are listening, you you got some phenomenal tips. Mm-hmm. You got some things that I'm sure just listening to this over and over mm-hmm. in and of itself will transform your relationship. Really However, great. I want you to take it a step further because you got to connect with her. You got to get her material. And we'll talk about how to do that in a little while. But first, we just want to play a quick game with you. Okay. And uh, And then we'll go from there. So it's called the 60 second think fast. It's really easy. I'm going to ask you 10 questions and each question has a choice of, mm-hmm. of two things. And you have to pick one of the two things to give me an answer. For example, what's your favorite color, red or blue? And you have okay. to pick one of the two. 
It's 60 seconds. Ollie is going to set the timer to put us under a little bit of pressure. So let's see if we can get through this. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, go for it. Okay. See the movie or read the book? Read the book. Summer or winter? Summer. (laughs) Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Small town or big city? Small town. (laughs) Car or truck? Car. Gym or outdoor exercise? Outdoor exercise. Tropical island or ski resort? Tropical island. Action movie or comedy? Comedy. Baseball or football? Baseball. Try a new dish or play it safe? Try a new dish. Wow, you yeah, had a lot of yeah, time Yeah, we didn't even left. need a timer. This, this was, <laughs> no, time, one, no timer needed. The one I wasn't sure about was baseball or football. I don't, because I know in England, football for us is... is soccer, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't sure. I would sure. say neither, okay. personally. I would say go for a hike, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Go for a hike. I like that, right. I like that. And yeah. which, which uh, goes with the outdoor exercise. Right, yeah. yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Very good. Listen, Sheila, we are... Elated, very elated that and you took some time out. To we know how super this. busy you are, so we really, really appreciate you taking some time out away from your family and your team to come and talk with us, and 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 literally shifting our perspective. Oh my goodness! Yes. For those of you who listen, yeah. you know you have an entirely new and different lens, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, with which uh, to look through. Um, as it relates to your relationship and your yeah. sexuality. And, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all yeah. about. It's mm-hmm. about learning. It's about growing. It's about mm-hmm. uh, continuing th- this love affair that you have with mm-hmm. your spouse mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In, in in new and exciting ways. And, and what better way to do that mm-hmm. than to learn and grow with material that will steer you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, how can we connect with you, those who are listening? How can we get these books? What yeah. What's the way that we can get this material? You have coursework, so many things that Sheila offers. I do. How, so how can we get a hold of The easiest way is just to go to tolovehonorandvacuum.com, and you can find books there and courses there. I've got an orgasm course. I've got the puberty course for your kids. Lots of lots of fun stuff there, and, and the newest books are there. Um, the Great Sex Rescue, you can get it. There's lots of links um, at the blog, but you can get it on Amazon, wherever you buy books. So, awesome. yeah. Very nice. Cool. And we'll make sure that all of that is in, in the show description as well so that you can connect uh, with Sheila. I, I'm just curious. I didn't ask this. And so I'm, how long did the survey take you, the bare marriage survey, the 20,000 Christian women? How long did it take? Uh, it was it was like 130 questions minimum. You had more if you had been divorced or remarried or other stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was like people spent about 25 to 30 minutes on this thing. It was a really intense thing. So how long did it take for you to gather all of that Um, material? So the survey was open for like six weeks. And then, uh, so I have two Mm co-authors. I have my daughter who designed the survey. Mm -hmm. And then we have Joanna, who's our statistician who Mm -hmm. did the, all the stats. So Mm -hmm. Becca and I were writing while Joanna was spent like five months running all the stats and wow and we'd send her an email we need something about this (laughs) and then she'd say okay but this is more interesting i just found this (laughs) nice nice and 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 i love that i I know i said it before but i really appreciate yeah that Mm -hmm. you have um padded this thing with uh, facts with yeah statistics and and Mm -hmm. things that can back up how 
phenomenally ignorant some of our ideologies have been. Mm. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? And so thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for being who you are to to marriages and to families and to women in particular yeah. and just opening up those pathways that allow uh, allow us to just grow mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and enjoy this journey called marriage. We really appreciate you and your contribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray God's blessing on you and yeah. everything that you do. Yeah. And um, I... We're just excited to have mm-hmm. you. So I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can continue to say things so that it doesn't end. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, thank you. No, I really appreciate it too. It's great to talk to you. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's 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 wonderful when people get excited about the research. And I just think mm-hmm. there's so much freedom to be had here. Yes. You know, yeah. God wants us to live in freedom. He wants us to have an abundant life. And if if that hasn't been happening, then... I hope people get a hold of the book because what I just keep hearing from people is, oh my goodness, I finally feel validated. I finally yeah. feel heard. And yes. it's just so refreshing to know that it's not just me. And now I can let go of this stuff because I know <laughs> I'm not crazy. So, right. And I'm glad you yeah. mentioned that because I, I know I kind of harped on how controversial it is and how it's bringing you know, you know, folk out of the woodworks to say stuff. But I'm glad you mentioned that because there is way more individuals talking about how freeing this book is and how it is just setting them on a new course Mm -hmm. in their relationship so you guys got to get that so thanks again blessings on you um and we hope to do this again we got to stay connected yes i would love to this has been another episode of trade secrets make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless.